episode Loaded nine. Oh. Does he sit second, man? No, I don't I think he does. I think Kevin Keegan probably sits second. Oh, my God, what a <laughs> scandal. Austin Eckler versus the cards. Go and fuck yeah. the lot of you. <laughs> Austin Eckler. He's making me like I'm some sort of cameo. Like, I'm coming in and go, and out the bag, England to win. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Loaded Sport, where today we are going to be reviewing week 16 of the NFL season and the return to Premier League action. Who the fucking hell was that? (laughs) (laughs) Happy Boxing Day, Haggy. Happy Boxing Day, everyone. Merry Christmas. I kind of like hesitated for a second. Like, is this? (laughs) (laughs) Am I I facing technical difficulties? (laughs) You haven't noticed oh, already. Yeah. Some of us are still pissed from the uh, pre-Christmas episode that we recorded. I've got a prime here, man, mate. I'm happy. Yeah, I've still got a whiskey in front of me. To be fair, no work until the start of January, so I'm just going to relax and enjoy it for a change. Ooh, but you're right. You're right. Uh, we are going to be reviewing Week 16 of the NFL season, but we'll start by looking back towards the Premier League return that we've just had this. Uh, oh, actually, it was this evening, wasn't it? This afternoon as well. Today. I was going to say this weekend. Yeah, Monday at the time of recording. Say fucking hell. It is today. Thank you very much, um, Adam. You are pissed, man. Come on. I We're am. here to talk about NFL. Not with it We're here all. to talk about football. We're here to cover the usual review shit and we're here to have a bloody good time while we do it let's go. go give it everything you can <laughs> introduce us aggie there we go we'll start with uh sam sam you have a good christmas oh i tell you what i've uh i think i've ever done it again every like i do every year i've come here today and i feel sick as a dog i don't know if it's a cross between the chocolate intake the ham intake or <laughs> the fact that it's my lock once again that's layers all down so Oh. Yeah, it's, uh, it's peaks and troughs, but it's, it's Christmas in town. I've got some lovely time off, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a cracker, to be fair. Plenty of time to recover in. Uh, Skin, what about your Christmas? All good? That's just the same until end, but I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah, of course you did. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, the curtain. Never mind. Camp, yeah, camp, yeah, camp. yeah, yeah. Keep that in. Um, uh, yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? Um, I'm, I was all right until I forgot that I was supposed to be starting, going for you last. Oh, mate, Adam, you're all over the place, mate. This should be a fun one. Fucking um, whiskey down, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you got a Johnny Walker cracked out. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching towards the ball. end of the bottle. Leave yeah. Johnny Walker alone, I've told you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Um, I was just going to ask you a question because at the end of the um, preview episode, or at the end of every episode, I always ask the question of the episode. And I left it this week because, Ken, it was aimed for you, mate. It was going to be your question, but a little spoiler, a little teaser, a little peek behind the curtain as you like to say <laughs> like it I, uh, like it I, I am going to be saving it for uh, the end of this episode but after the episode I was a little bit annoyed in hindsight as we all do and you know like when you have an argument with anyone and then two days later you think of the perfect response you think fuck I wish I'd have said that at the time because that would have been mega and I thought oh I should have asked that question a bit, a little bit lighter a little bit less offensive you know especially after the news that, that Sam broke at the end there and I thought I really wish I'd asked each of you Adam and Sam What's your favourite Christmas memory um, it, up in your life up to that point? Which I thought would have been a nice little bit of, of an ending. So I'm going to very quickly go around the room and it's not going to be about all time, but we have now passed Christmas for this year. So Sam, I'll start with you, mate. What's What's been your favourite moment of, of your Christmas weekend this year? This year, favourite moment would have to be walking into my mother and father's house and just getting met by that lovely Christmas dinner cooking smell it was, aroma 
just just uh, we're moving out for obviously about five years now. Just walk back in, it just brings you back home, doesn't it? Yeah, feel all warm nostalgia inside. in. Yeah, love that, mate. Love that. I uh, yeah, I can't say that I had the same because both my mum and dad are dead. But Fuck yeah, very, very very nice. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was just for you. I'm not upset. I'm not sad. But Sam absolutely hates it when I joke about it. So that was purely Fine. for him. Anyone listening to that and thinks fucking out is a bit deep, don't worry. Uh, it's all part of the fun. Uh, Adam, mate, I'll uh, I'll come over to you. What was your uh, favourite moment from this weekend? Um, mine will probably be watching Phoebe open the presents because she's at four years old now. So she's started opening the presents on her own where she doesn't need any help. And she starts she's starting excited, to understand it. Starting to understand it a bit more. Yeah, it's been it. a real experience for me because it's the first time that I've really had to go through this from a parent's perspective. So it's really nice to see her excited about opening the presents, the whole Santa experience, all that sort of stuff as well. So yeah, for me to be opening the presents. Rush Happy days, mate. Do you want to uh, introduce our third and final or, or fourth uh, and final uh, participant in this episode, and then we'll get the answer from him off the back of how he's doing and how he's always enjoyed the weekend. I can do. Uh, last, but by certainly no means least, welcome back to uh, Mr. Thomas Kemp. Mr. Dawson, Mr. White, man go. with the mic, is your mother a baker? Because you have a beautiful set of buns. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> well, that's that's the reason I let Ag introduce him purely because I knew that would come in. But I wish I hadn't. Now I wish I just skipped past him and we got straight back I into the Premier League. I must admit, we are running thin now. Christmas <laughs> sort of one, isn't it? Thin, mate. It's about thin. as thin as your hair, mate. It's not like you've got any of it, but um, yeah, Kemp. What were your favourite moment? Obviously, Ag will last year how you were, but we might as well stick it all in together, mate. How are you doing? And uh, what's been your favourite moment from this weekend? Very good. I'm very well. I've got a cold and I've not been able to taste any of my Christmas dinner or any of my lovely meals that I've had in the last few days, which is unfortunate. Um, but I've had a lovely able time. To taste food. Horrible. It is. It's the, it's the one time of year you definitely want to be able to taste food, but what can you do? Um, I enjoyed just spending the day with family. Um, my nan coming around, my mom, my sister, and uh, met my sister's uh, boyfriend for the first time. So that, you know, he's like a nice guy. So, uh, yeah. Did you give it that like big odd, well. big brother act? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, 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 way too drunk to do that. No, so uh, just pull him I to one just... side when everyone left room. Say, "Listen, mate, come on now." Yeah. <laughs> show it two not middle quite, two yeah. finger technique. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm not an eye dog. Like Michael <laughs> Scott in <laughs> office saying, "I'll kill you to Toby." At <laughs> <laughs> dinner yeah, table with Christmas hat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my mum and my nan and my sister coming around, you know, the house and uh, and saying that they like it very much, and you know, saying that they're proud of me and all that. It's always Brilliant. nice to get. That, to get mate. that feedback from your loved ones so yes, yeah just just some lovely family time that's that's been the main thing and my uh, my partner coming back from a 12 hour shift that she worked on christmas day bless, bless her. her heart so uh, yeah she came gold, back that one. A sandwich with us and we watched a film together it was very nice so family and loved ones that was that was my so you can ask for into that's all you want at christmas time lovely stuff Aggie. should we crack on into the football Yes, mate, we certainly can. Um, looking at the Premier League, the return to Premier League action across six games that were played prior to us starting this recording, there were 21 goals scored. So nothing's really been missed in the Premier League and not one game had fewer than three goals in it in itself. Um, so it's just been absolutely madness trying to keep up with it all throughout the day. Um, a couple of maybe bad fantasy football decisions from myself, um, looking at the fact that I dropped Ivan Tony to the bench... Um, dropped Chris Wood completely from my, my team 
uh, scoring both those scoring today. Um, Skin, we'll start with you asking if there's a game in the Premier League that really stood out for you. Uh, definitely, mate. It, it has to be Newcastle's 3-0 win away at Leicester at the uh, King Power Stadium. We spoke about Newcastle. I listed them as my team of the season so far a few weeks ago when we had that discussion. And we know what a break can be like for, for whatever reason that we've had over the last few years, whether it's COVID and lockdowns, whether it's you know the passing of the Queen where we had a little mini break. Obviously, we've had the World Cup this year. And, and that sort of unusual break for an extended amount of time can work one of two ways for teams. And that there was probably that feeling amongst Newcastle fans and sort of fans of football in general of whether Newcastle could come in or come back in after that break and continue the fine form that they were in. Chance! one nil. West Ham lead against Arsenal. They've led for about five minutes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. I tried to make that out of game, but <laughs> Just thought, fuck it, I'm going two feet. Um, but yeah, Leicester were in fantastic form before today's game. They'd only lost one out of the last about 10, I think it was, at turning around the, the poor start to the season they'd had. And Newcastle go to Leicester and win 3-0 put themselves up into second place now above Man City, albeit with City having two points in uh, two games in hand, sorry. But yeah, it, it has to be. Newcastle has to be the headline. As Sam said there, Arsenal are currently losing 1-0 at home. So that could change. But yeah, for now, Newcastle 3-0 win away at Leicester is the uh, the standout result for me. What fucking morons backed Arsenal to fit win league, eh? Honest to God. Some absolute fucking nobody. They don't know what they're on about. Well, no, no, no. Saying that they're going to win the league and saying that, you know, backing them for the league, it's not the same thing, Dawson. It's just not <laughs> the same thing. Not. Apparently not, mate. Apparently it's not the same as calling them a favourite. But... That's 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 my issue, favourites. <laughs> and you know I'm fucking right as well. Well, Let's they're your favourites, aren't they? They must be your favourites if you think they're going to win the no, league. No, no, not favourites. That's like so, I say, so it's exactly the same. your favourites, but you yes. think Arsenal are going to win the league. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Carry on. So, so what's the like point? It's like a wild card. That's exactly what I'm saying, Adam. So a wild card is what we're picking every week. It's something that you, you, don't, you would not class that team as a favourite to win, but you're backing them on your hunch. Is that not what a wild card is? Yeah, but it's... There, there's picking. no yeah, but. That's exactly what the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, but lean it, picking or predicting who you think will win the league leans more towards the lock side than the wild card side. Because why does it? If, if not a chance, you, why, you, why nah, it not? not buying that. If, if not we go, who that. wins? If, if if we go, who do you think wins the league? Arsenal or Man City? You're going with who you think in that situation is going to come out the better. That right, that leans right. more towards a lock because it doesn't mean they're doesn't mean they're a favourite. Doesn't mean they're a favourite. I'm not. But they're your favourite. Nah, nah, nah. nah. It's just like when you go. T- I know what Kemp's mate. Titans. I know what Kemp's mate meant, and maybe the wording of the question has just been taken too literally. But I understand his point. I, no, I well, young, it was made. your wording that I took issue with when you said making them favourites. I'm like, no, I don't yeah, make them favourites. You had the issue with your 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 wording, Shaf. It's just Dawson. That's all. It's fine. Yeah, but even though the same argument earlier when you brought it up, but is what it is. Yeah, but I would assume, and again. Kempi's your mate and only he can answer it but I would assume that his issue is more you're mad if you think Arsenal will win the league because and he's, an an Arsenal after about and City, he's an Arsenal fan to, oh, right, City, fair enough City to, you know he mentioned after about City going into the next gear and uh, Jesus being out and all that kind of stuff so I would assume his point was more specifically you're mad if you think they'll uh, win and the league no, and, yeah. that, and, I, and I take that I 100% take that if you, you set, call me out saying you're chatting shit if you think Arsenal win league. I'm saying, you know, that's fair enough. That's an opinion. No, that is an opinion. But to say, oh, you, you're making Arsenal favourites then, that's that's a different conversation entirely because I'm not making them favourites. I just think they might, they might just do it. 
But I still, I'd still have City as favourites to win league. Fuck's sake. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, Swiftly I think moving only, on. I think the only point that Schaff was making is that he's been a long-suffering Arsenal fan. And when I first met him, I think Shamak was leading their line. So I think it's just from his perspective, that's all it is. OK, well, we'll move on to uh, Karen talking about the other Premier League results. As it stands, Arsenal are trailing by a goal to nil. But Kemp, with Skin saying Newcastle's 3-0 win against Leicester, do you agree that's the, the big talking point from the Premier League so far? Yeah, so far, I'd say. Uh, you've still got a couple of the big boys to play. Obviously, Arsenal playing now, United playing tomorrow, I think. And I think Correct. City playing tomorrow as well. I'm not sure. But yeah, that you've still got some of the big boys to play. So, yes, talking point for now. I City thought and Wednesday. still do think that yeah. Newcastle right. will lose pace. But I, I think they've, they've had a fantastic result today and I can't wait to watch the performance on Match of the Day later on. Yeah, Sam, would you agree? Uh, no, I'd, I'd, I'd take the Brentford game, to be honest. Brentford-Tottenham, okay. I, think, uh, I think that's probably the standout for me. Obviously, the controversy around Ivan Tony and his bagged back goal scorer. Um, I didn't really like the reception Harry King got, I must admit, from the home yeah, fans. Um, that, weren't it? I didn't I didn't agree with that at all. They were all singing, you let your country down, and you're saying Tony would have scored the penalty. Well, it wouldn't, would he? Because Tony's that much of a fucking idiot that is betting when he shouldn't be betting. So, you know, it's a moot point that you're saying Tony would have scored a penalty. So, yeah, I, I had a bit of an issue with that. But now, 2-2, good game. And, uh, yeah, my, my, my score will come in. Buzz him. I'm going, uh, mine would be Crystal Palace against Fulham. Now, I know what you're going to say. They're two teams that are pretty shit. No one's going to really expect much from them. Typical Adam to walk away dead-ass game. See, it's not just that, oh, is it? It's, it's going to be last on match at day, bro. Three goals for Fulham, two red cards. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be the last game on match at day at all. I think it was... It'll be uh, at bottom three. It was just constant action in that game. Back and forth. And then as soon as Palace went down to 10 men, Fulham probably got a bit more of an edge. Then when they went down to nine men, Fulham just absolutely dominated them and walked out 3-0 winners. So for me, that's the game I'm uh, I'm going to put down as the, uh, the the game to look at for the Premier League. A question that has been asked on our forum, which I want to pitch to you three, though, and get your answers for. Carolyn has asked, um, as biased as this may sound, as I believe is a Newcastle fan, if the season was to finish now, and Arsenal, under the positions as they are, Arsenal would be champions, Newcastle therefore would finish second. Who would you say has had more of an impressive season? Has it been Arteta or Howe? Skin, I'll start with you. I would go with Eddie Howe on that, purely based on the fact that Arsenal, as Kemp said there, with his, with his pal being a long-suffering Arsenal fan, they have... It's been a work in progress for many years now. Arteta's had, what, four or five seasons, maybe? Uh, I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head. And it has been a work in progress. They've, they've made a lot of good moves in the transfer market. He's, he's sort of built in that philosophy. And they've bought into that, and now that's paying off. Eddie Howe has been at Newcastle since last season, where they were second from bottom. An absolutely dead team. Looked like they were going down, and, and what's happened has happened, and they now sit second in the table. So... I think taking everything into context of recent history and things like that, I, I would just, and it is close, but I would just edge uh, Eddie Howe. I wish chance to be a fine thing. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give it him as the uh, most impressive season. Okay, Sam? If my auntie had bollocks, she'd be my uncle. <clears throat> it's all, it's all. you know, could they do this? Could they do that? Let's let's not play that game. It's probably not going to end up that way. And I don't really want to say that Man City aren't going to finish in the top two. So I'm not going to, 
not going to really add to that conversation. I think it'll be Arsenal and City for top two. And probably say Arteta, for the turnaround is done. He had a lot of hate of like high profile fans like Piers Morgan saying, you know, Arteta out and don't trust the process. Oh, fuck that guy, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'd say Arteta. But no, I'm not. I'm not playing the old uh, what what if game, to be honest. Okay, Kemp. What if? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Dawson, but I think it is only just you look at Arteta, and it's not just on the pitch, but the issues that he had with Aubameyang off the pitch, it's really showing a lot of character. And I didn't think he'd got that character. I thought it was a bit of a soft. He touch. said how? Hey, no, I know. I know. I know he said how, and I agree with him for how. I'm just complimenting Arteta before I get on to how. Is that all right with you? How? That's okay. You're saying you're saying a lot to say you don't want to contribute to this what if conversation. How? How? So lads, <laughs> we're falling out, lads. It's Christmas. Come on. No, it's all love. It's all love. But Arteta's done a lot on the pitch, off the pitch, and like I say, I didn't think he'd got the the stones for it. And if you watch the All or Nothing documentary, he's a bit like a Spanish David Brent at times. It's a bit. It's it's quite funny to watch, but. Fair play to him. He's got them playing some good football, and and they are where they are on merit, and it's it's they're having a great season. Um, Eddie Howe's been more impressive, I think, for me, just based on where Newcastle were sort of last season and and where they are now and where they were. I know there's been a change in ownership and stuff like that, but the gap that Howe's bridged to get from where they were to where they are, I think, is bigger than the gap that Arteta's bridged to get from where they are where they were to where, where they are. Is that a um, fucking boatload to spend now? He has, but he's not spent it like a twat. He's actually no, spent it really, really this, wisely. Sam, not, they've not spent absolutely outrageous money. They, they've spent, a, they've spent a bit. They've spent quite a lot of money, but he's not been on outrageous pay for Bruno. signings. Yeah, but you keep he's saying he's really for good. a player like that's that's regular money in been, this market these days. But he's been fantastic. Bruno's been absolutely unbelievable. You pay hundred million for Jack Grealish, you've been shit. So they've been smart with their business, and that's why, again, another reason why I think Howe has outperformed Arteta if the season ends today. But it doesn't. It ends in July or whenever it is. June, June, May, May June, whatever. Anyway. So, well, I just thought it might be pushed back a little bit though from the World Cup. Is it not? Are they just? Uh, it's 20, it 28th of May is the last day of the Premier League really? season, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of midweek games, isn't there? That's good. Yeah. yeah, squeezing that in then, aren't they? I thought they were going to push oh. it back by about a month, but there we go. Okay, so both of you said how, but we all agree that it's going to be an Arsenal Man City top two. Where did Newcastle finish this season then, Kemp? I who said, who said will... we all agree it'll be a top two? Yeah. Okay, so do you not that. think that Arsenal will get top two? Yeah, but okay, don't assume. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do think they will. I, but purely because I don't think any other team's got it in them to take it from them. Um, I think City will still win it at a canter by at least five points, but probably closer to ten. But at the same time, again, it's impressive regardless. But um, yeah, I think Newcastle, again, I do still think they'll fall away. I don't think they can keep this up all season. I don't think they've got the depth to keep this up all season with the congestion of games that's coming up. And that's where I think City really will come into their own. So I think Newcastle will probably finish fourth. Okay, still within Champions League? Actually, I've changed my mind, fifth. Okay. I think they'll finish fifth. Fall out of the Champions League, fair enough. Skin? I will go Man City. Uh, uh, it's it's tough, in it? It is tough because it is a pure guess pretty much at this point in time. But I'm going to go Man City top. I'm going to go Man United. Uh, sorry, yeah. Man City top. 
Oh, fuck's sake, I don't know. Arsenal second, Man United third, Newcastle fourth. Okay, so you think they will get Champions League? Yeah. Sam? Uh, I'm going to stick stick with what I said last week. So I'm going to say Arsenal top, City second, uh, United, Man United third, and Newcastle fourth. I think they might just pip Tottenham for fourth. Okay, so with all of you having Liverpool outside of the Champions League, a lot of questions are going to be asked over Jurgen Klopp next year. So again, it's an ifs, buts and maybes sort of situation. So we'll uh, leave that for later on in the season when we've got more of an idea of where Liverpool... I will just say, as much as I don't want to say it, Liverpool have had a fuckload of injuries. So wherever they finish, I don't think there'll be any conversations around Klopp's future. He'll go again yeah. with a, a, yeah. a lot closer to fully fit squads. So. Anybody asking about whether Klopp's the right man for that job needed their head looking at. Because Jurgen Klopp is top five, one of the best managers in the world. So get a takeover, get it complete, get new owners in, get their squad freshened up and, and give Klopp the opportunity to go again. And I think we'll do that. Yeah, I think we'll be uh, more likely to see the dismissal of Potter before we see, see the uh, dismissal of Klopp. <laughs> 100%. Considering yeah, the fact that Chelsea are down in ninth place. So, yeah, says it all. The struggling. There we go. Shall we move on to discuss the locks and the wild card from the weekend just gone? If you want to, mate. Sam, do you want to talk about it or do you want to swiftly move on? No, I don't want to talk about it. Thank you very <laughs> okay, much. Mate. You uh, stick stick yourself, uh, t- take yourself for a minute uh, <laughs> while I uh, cover this. So the locks for this weekend, I had Notts County, who were 4-1 winners. Uh, so that is a tick. Ag, you had Plymouth, which for a long time looked like it was going to be the only one to let us down, but they did win 1-0 in the end, so that is a tick. Sam, you had Preston, who again led for a long time, 1-0, but then ended up losing 2-1, so that is a cross. And Kemp, you had your boys up in the Sheffield United uh, to win at home today, which again, they did, so that is a tick. Little spoiler alert, as we mentioned every week, or Sam mentions every week in the preview show, he sticks a tenner on our combined NFL and football locks. Uh, last week, he let himself down with Chef Wednesday not winning. It was the only one to not come in. And this week, he has let himself down again with his football pick as Preston are the only team to have not come in. So, Sam, a little bit rough, mate, for you. But three out of four ain't bad. On to the scorers. I had Macaulay Langstaff. He picked up a knock in their previous in Notts County's previous game. So, as a precaution, was rested today. So, that is a void pick. Uh, Agam, you had Mitrovic for Fulham, who scored. Sam, you had Ivan Tony for Brentford, which, as you've mentioned already, he scored. And Kemp, you had Ched Evans for Preston, and he failed to score. So, again, uh, two out of three uh, with one void bet, so not bad at all. Um, for the wild cards, I had neither Plymouth or Ipswich to win, and they both won, so that can get fucked off. Uh, Ag, you had Brentford, which for a long time looked like that was going to come in. Brentford leading 2-0, but they ended up drawing. Sam, you had Coventry against Kemp's Sheffield United, which, as we know, didn't come in. And Kemp, you had Villa <laughs> in the uh, <laughs> Kemp, you had Villa to beat Liverpool in the half five kickoff earlier today. Uh, but Liverpool went worth three. Hey, what though? So, Do you know when Villa scored and they yeah. brought it back to two-one? They looked like they were right up for it. I was yeah. very, very hopeful. But yeah, went down like a fucking, uh, yeah, lead balloon. So, so a bit tough on that one. So overall scores for me on football, I got one out of two. Ag, you got uh, two out of three. And Sam, you got one out of three. And Kemp, you also got one out of three. So 
not your best performance there, lads, but it's good to see Kemp is back. That's a great performance for me, that. I'm going to say, you know, it's bad when you're tying with Kemp. Jesus Christ. (laughs) There we go. Moving on to discuss the NFL and reviewing week 16 of the NFL season in just a few moments' time. Welcome back to episode 16 of Loaded Sport, where we're now going to move on and talk about week 16 of the NFL season. But before we do, there's a message you want to deliver, Kemp. Yeah, it's not. I wouldn't say it's specifically a message. I just wanted to sort of pay my respects as an MMA fan, and I'm sure MMA fans who are listening to the podcast will want to pay their respects and remember um, Stefan Bonner who I think everybody will agree, one of the most important fighters in the history of, of the UFC, competed as a light heavyweight in the UFC for the vast majority of his career, um, and who was runner-up on the inaugural season of The Ultimate Fighter, who he lost against Forrest Griffin in the final, um, and that itself was one of the most important fights in the history of the UFC. It was very well tuned into. I think there's a documentary on it where people were ringing the friends and, you know, because obviously before social media, I think it was in 2000, mid 2000s, I think it was. But yeah, um, everybody ringing their friends, put the UFC on. This is amazing. You know, you'll never see anything like this in boxing. And it really propelled the UFC to to what it is or helped propel it to to what it's become today, a $4.2 billion organisation. And a lot of that is because of the contributions of Stefan Bonner. Um, and he's died, unfortunately, at the age of 45. He died on the 22nd of December, so four days ago as we record, five days ago as we release. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's it's really, you know, he's 45 years of age, as I mentioned. It's a real shock in the MMA community and in the sports community, and I think everybody will agree, um, you know, he's going to be sorely missed, and he was a pivotal part of the UFC and its history and the sport itself. So rest in peace, Stefan Bonner. Okay, moving on to discuss week 16 of the NFL season. It was announced earlier today that the Broncos have parted ways with head coach Nathaniel Hackett after what was an awful display against the Rams on the field. <laughs> He's fucking shit. Oh, oh my God. He, honestly, he's absolutely shit. He, he's just clearly ridden on the coattails of Rodgers um, throughout his offensive coordinator career. Mate, how many times have we said like they went in on him because they had yeah. it in their mind that they were going to get Rogers off the back of it and yeah. didn't? Like you, you've said it yourself so many times. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's completely, completely blew, blew up in the face, um, and it's yeah, I don't think anyone envisaged, especially myself. I think I backed them actually to to win that division this year, um, and it's so, such a bad season. Mate, I had Russia's MVP. Not fire. everything done to it. No, I do think. I mean, R- Russ is making some shocking throws. Off the back of that, they got hammered yesterday, but his decision-making is terrible. And I'm just thinking maybe with a better coach, he could potentially get back to what he has been like for Seattle. But even then, I guess Seattle, they, they had a defensive coach, so they, they wouldn't have had a massive relationship, him and Pete Carroll. So it's, it is an odd one, but there's um, I don't think there's much talent there with Nathaniel Lackett. 
No, they've well, obviously made the right decision. They were four and eleven, I think, when they made the decision to to fire Hackett. And obviously, I think everybody can sort of say they probably saw it coming. I'm not that shocked when it when the hammer did fall. But for me now, Russ has got nowhere to hide. Like you say, he's been making some really bad throws. Um, he's not contributed as well as he probably would have liked, and you pair would have probably liked after your preseason predictions. But <laughs> um, but yeah, he's got nowhere to hide now. So now Hackett's gone get another coach in and what's Russ going to do you know look at another head coach to place the blame so he's got to step up in the last few weeks of the season so weird isn't it that after putting so much effort into getting Russell Wilson there was then rumour that Judy were leaving obviously quite a young star still plenty of, of time to kind of move into something more elite then Chubb moves away and it's just weird to look at the Broncos now at the fact that you've put so much into a quarterback that isn't in his youngest years shall we say and then all this starts to create turmoil. You lose, I think it was 51 points the Rams finished with in the end as well. You end up dropping Russ before that's the a, end that's of the a, That's a bad Rams team, by the way, as well. We played them the week before the Packers, and we, we made them look really poor. And we're not great ourselves, so it's, it's, it's an awful Rams side, that. Exactly, and then hey, it leads to the point gave that... gave up 51 points, man. 51. Wow. Uh, that's... If that doesn't say everything about what's happening in the minute, I don't know what will. Because you're right, Sam. The Rams are a poor team. I know they're the Super Bowl holders, but we've, we've spoken enough about the downfall and the injuries and blah 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 blah. But officially, they're officially the worst Super Bowl holder, you know, defenders of all time. Yeah. Wow. And a lot of that people will Premier argue. League defense esque. Yeah. Yeah. A lot will argue that's come down to maybe a few injuries that have been there as well, but they haven't been the greatest but then of course it was kind of like the icing on top of the cake wasn't it when the Broncos players are then falling out on the sideline as well you just look at that and think it's just a team in turmoil entirely isn't it yeah you yeah. can't come back from that uh, with with the records that they're, they're in you can't the, the season's over so I'm, I'm not surprised that they've got rid of Hackett today it's just where do they go next because like you said yourself Russ hasn't got anywhere to hide now does is he involved in the in the selection process, I think it's it's something that he spoke quite a lot about in terms of his frustration with the Seahawks, that what he wanted when it came to free agency sort of approach and what he wanted when it came to draft season, he didn't feel like he was listened to or, or his input was taken you know, as part of their decision process. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of... We'll, we'll obviously not see it. It will be behind the scenes, but it'll be interesting to know what kind of input he has on, on that selection of his new head coach. Absolutely. Also news released earlier today is that that Robert Sala has confirmed that Mike White will start under centre for the Jets this weekend. Joe Flacco will be the backup, which means second year Zach Wilson will be inactive. Now, I'm going to ask this. I was going to say, is this just a case of see it through to the end of the season? They're still in with playoff contention. They're not out of it at all. You've got to look at the fact that I think Mike White has been the most effective of those three quarterbacks when he's been called upon this season anyway. Yeah. And I think now he's back from injury. The fact that Zach Wilson is inactive is the bit that surprises me. I thought the worst case scenario would probably be back up. Yeah. Mike White has performed in the past. Jets have lost four in a row. Sam's brother looks like uh, he's got the reins of New York for the, for the rest of the season. So we see where it goes. But yeah, Zach Wilson, number two pick last year. He seems to be the, the well, I say he seems to be, he definitely is the first of that QB draft class to be given up on. I suppose it, it's what happens next. They try and move him on in the off season. They're not going to get a first round pick for him or maybe they will. I don't know, but 
yeah, I, I'm not really sure, to be honest, what's next for Zach Wilson. And he's only in his second season in the league after being picked second overall last year. Who's really going to look at taking a punt on him, though, when you look into the fact that he was originally dropped because I believe it was his attitude, wasn't it? He was too yeah. busy shagging his mum's mates. What a boy. Well, and after your own art, Dawson. Oh, I can't say I hate the guy because I can hate him. <laughs> Apparently, he's, he's not a great teammate. So he's um, yeah. He come out in an interview in a post game interview, and he said something. I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of, "Well, I know I did my best." Like, um, like essentially pointed fingers at the defense, which ironically it's been the defense that's bailed them hard so much, and they're probably the reason why yeah. they've got a got a, win, it's a the winning record. I'm sure, they've got a win record, haven't they? I think they're tied now, but I they're might tied. be wrong. I, I might be wrong on that. I think for me, it's got to come down to that. As Sam's just said, his, his attitude. I, I'm sure, you know, surely the reason he's now inactive and he's not uh, the backup, as you said, Adam, surely you'd have thought he's the backup. But he's, he's, he's clearly not because of those perceived attitude problems. If you wanted Mike White on the centre, fair enough, get him in, you know, see what he can do. But to drop Zach Wilson altogether... It's got to be, in my opinion, based on that off-the-field attitude. And, yeah, uh, yeah uh, let's see how they roll to the end of the season. Yeah, Look, just Jets, uh, seven and eight. <laughs> just Please, say, exactly yeah. the same, seven and eight, yeah. I, 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 just to quickly close off on Zach Wilson, like, this is a great opportunity for him because, as we've just said there, Jets have lost four in a row. They have been struggling. They've looked better with Mike, Mike White at quarterback before he got injured. So this is a brilliant opportunity now to prove whether those issues with his attitude and off the field problems are legit and they're going to hinder his career or if he's off if this is a this could just be a genius move from Salah to say right I really need to knuckle down now because I am throwing away my potential and my opportunity a great NFL career so he's at a crossroads already it's, it's not very often that you'll see a quarterback um you know with such high sort of potential and and attention that he's had with the high pick that he, he went for to the Jets. But this is his opportunity you, now. Baker to, Mayfield. There you go. Yeah, this is his opportunity now to say, well, it's it's he either rises from it and gets better or he crumbles and he turns into the next Jamarcus Russell, who I saw, I think it was earlier today, based on his career stats, has a very, very similar stat line across the board as Jamarcus Russell. So it's up to him what he wants to do next and, and nobody else. Okay, let's start talking about our players of the week then. I think we've all gone in a similar sort of direction onto which side of the ball. So I'm going to say, Sam, we'll start with you. Yeah, so I normally go, well, I've started going defence a lot, but I, I think we uh, we have discussed it. And I'm going to I'm gonna zag while you lot zig this time. Ooh. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to Justin Jefferson. The, um, of the Vikings so 12 yeah. receptions 133 yards and a touchdown the yardage is great but obviously the touchdown's not blowing anybody away reason yeah. why I'm giving it to him is because of the record he broke um, during the game against the Giants when it, they, they, beat, uh, they beat the Giants 27-24 and he become the all-time Vikings single season receiver yeah. um, beating the great Randy Moss um, while while that Dawson's man, so yeah, yeah I'm going to give the going to give uh, Justin Jefferson his flowers this week for for a cracking performance and uh, a cracking season overall. Just a very quick one before we move on. Justin Jefferson, with two regular season games left, needs 244 receiving yards over that two weeks 
to become the first ever wide receiver to get 2,000 receiving yards in a season. Yes or no, uh, around the room, Sam, do you think he can do it? Well, I'm not going to give you a bit more than a one-word answer because I think it's a yes, and I also think it's majorly for the fact that who's he playing next? The Green Bay Packers. And he absolutely batters us every time he plays. So I think last time he played us, he went for about 200 yards. So he'll probably do it. Yeah, he'll probably do it in his next game against us, to be honest. (laughs) Tell you what, if he does 244 yards, that is something special. But Kemp, 244 yards, he's your boy. Being a uh, a former um, fucking hell, I can't even remember. It's absolutely gone from my. Uh, who's your fucking college team now? Wow, go Tigers, baby! Tigers, yeah, that completely went LSU, from, uh, baby. Yeah, LSU, of course. I don't know why I'm completely mind blank on that. But yeah, Kemp, two hundred forty-four yards, two games to become the first ever receiver to it, two thousand yards. Do you think he does it? Go Tigers! He does it. That's a yeah, Aggie. Yeah, I'm going to say he does that as well. Sam's pointed out Green Bay. I don't think he'll do it just against Green Bay, but I think with two games left, I think he'll get it done, yeah. I'm going to say no. I think he'll get it done. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I'm say no. I don't think he'll get it done. <laughs> so, where do Dan we Marino go to watch the or... Super Bowl? You're going to say no. <laughs> the Dan. fucking Dan. Hang on, you're going to say no? Yeah, I'm saying I don't think he does it. Wow. Okay. 244 yards is a lot. So, yes, mm. I know he does well against the Packers, but... I think that's going to be just too much. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my neck out on the line here. I'm gonna say he goes north of 150 against us. Nice, that's his wild card this weekend sorted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Okay, uh, skin your player of the week. You said that we're not going to go for the same one, so I'm now going to hope that you really haven't gone for the same one as me. Uh, I'll be very surprised, mate, because I'm going to go to my New England Patriots for the player of the You're week. Right. And uh, I mentioned this in the group chat over the weekend, but he is verging on the only bright spot and only thing to shout and sing about from this season. I've I've shared my thoughts on everything so far about what's not working, but he is certainly something that is working. It is Marcus Jones, who is listed as a cornerback and primarily plays cornerback for the New England Patriots. But in his rookie season, he played for Alabama, was drafted, drafted in the third round this year. He has played, as I say, cornerback. He's also had receptions and played in the wide receiver role. He has also been on kick and punt return duties as well. And I think that's pretty phenomenal, to be quite honest with you. Uh, This weekend against the Bengals in that close loss, to be fair, um, he had one reception for 15 yards off of one target. He um, recovered a fumble. He led the team in tackles. He had 12 solo tackles, um, one of which was a tackle for a loss, which for a cornerback we know doesn't happen too often. Um, He also returned, he had a pick six, which he returned for 69 yards for six points, as I mentioned. Um, And he averaged over 20 yards on kick returns as well. So yeah, that kind of utility player, which we know in the past Patriots have taken advantage of, but not so much from a, a defensive or primarily a defensive player. So yeah, I think to have a reception, to have a pick six, to lead the team in tackles, to have a tackle from loss when you set out in the backfield as well and perform very well in return duties, I think you've got to give that person a bit of a spotlight and a shout out. Yeah, that's understandable. Kemp? I'm going to go George Kittle this uh, this week. Yeah, uh, Washington Commanders are always a they've got a, a decent defense and they're uh, they're not pushovers this season by any means. Seven seven and one, so they're not uh, the Washington Commanders slash Redskins of old in that respect. But um, yeah, Kittle's stats this week very uh, very impressive. Six receptions, 120 yards, two touchdowns. 
Um, what what can you say? He's he's had a fantastic week, obviously, and uh, helped the San Francisco 49ers go eleven and four. So George Kittle for me. Yeah. Just before I tell you who I've gone for, I do want to give a bit of a shout out to Gardner Minshew. Whilst yes, Minshew mania, baby. There you go. Everybody who looked at this game thought it was going to be a walkaway win from the Cowboys just because Minshew's not played too much in, in the first team. Um, and when he has, he's not really been very effective. But he got two passing touchdowns, 355 yards, got a rushing touchdown as well. Yes, there were two interceptions there against yeah. a very good Cowboys defense, but lost by the one score. And very, I think he gave a very good account for himself, to be fair, um, against a very tough Cowboys side. But the player of the week that I've gone for is on defense, and that is Kobe Durant, who got two interceptions, one of each of the Broncos quarterbacks, and towards the end managed to return one of them for six points as well, which gave Rams the 51 points that they got to uh, to beat the Broncos. I think they only got 14 in return, to be fair, the Broncos. But I'm going to give it to Kobe Durant for uh, his performance. So there we go. Nice. Uh, Skin, if you want to go through the results of the locks and the wild cards. What if I don't? Over and done with. If you don't, then I don't really know. Okay, we're stuck. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, so I picked the Chiefs who won. So as a tick, Ag, you picked the Bucks who won in overtime last night. So that is a tick. Sam, you picked the Bills to beat the Bears, so you get a tick. And Kemp, you left us for the NFL section, so didn't pick. So all three of us got the NFL selection right, meaning this week for our locks, it was six out of seven. Sam, how does it feel to be the one again to let it down? I need to, I need to seriously book my ideas up. I'm getting these wild cards right, but... Uh... But these locks, where I've put my money on it, I need to... Uh, I do my research, no, that's the annoying thing. I, I have a get, get a full breakdown. I have all, all um, you know, Premier League, Championship League, one, League Two in front. I don't bother looking at, at uh, conference, I must admit. But uh, no, for some reason, I can't seem to back a lock at the minute. I'm not sure what's up with me. Maybe open your horizons and look at the National League for this weekend. There's a lot of fixtures this weekend. I can't do it. I can't do it. Look what happened when you picked a scorer. They always get called off or, yeah, or pulled up for injury. I think you've yeah. backed... Just quick. Uh, on, is it, you bet Langstaff uh, I think twice now I think both yeah. times they haven't played so try and stay away from that just quickly on the National League before you do quickly move on I know we are in the NFL segment so I don't want this to take up too much time but they're on about adding another promotion place to the National League which means it's not yeah. just going to be champions getting promoted so Adam yeah, that might work that. in your favour Dawson sorry to interrupt the NFL Mate, segment no it's, it's, it would have been perfect for you to have brought that up 10-15 minutes ago but well yeah, I know but you mentioned the National League so long, yeah long time yeah. coming mate I've said for a very long time it's the hardest league to get out of but it's yeah. a pain in the arse it yeah. really is I'm all for it. Um, on to the scorers. I had the King, Derek Henry, for the second time in the third in three weeks. And for the second time in three weeks, he came in and scored for me quite early on. Uh, Aggie, you had your boy, Jerick McKinnon, all yep. in on him, drafted him or picked him up in all three fantasy leagues that you're in. But look, he backed you up this week and, and he scored for you. Uh, Sam, you had Stefan Diggs, who failed to score. His, uh, his counterpart and the man has sat across the other side of the field. Gabe Davis did pick up one, but Diggs did not. And Kemp, as we mentioned, you didn't pick. So for the scorers as a combination, we were two out of three. And for the wild cards, all three of us, I'll give us a shout out. Wanted the Texans, but thank you to the wheel. I got in there first and they won. Uh, Aggie, absolute fucking idiot. After we said last <laughs> week, we wouldn't pick ones for Monday Night Football. Decided Shocking. to pick Monday Night Football. Um, so Colts are yet to play. Don't let it happen again. 
Um, and Sam, you picked the Green Bay Packers to beat Miami Christmas Day, six o'clock. And tell you what, mate, I'll, I'll let you uh, do a quick recap and a quick review of it. But from a neutral's perspective, an absolutely brilliant game, <clears throat> which in the end was decided by a bit of a meltdown on the behalf of Tua Tagovailoa to give the Packers the win. And you, the tick next to yeah. your pick, being the Packers, mate. Talk us through it. Lost his head a bit, didn't he, towards end, uh, Tua? Yeah. Uh, most most efficient quarterback this season to has been so I, I can't I'm not going to dog him too much because he's had a cracking year but uh, yesterday just weren't his day cracking game as you've said sat there Christmas day I just got back from uh, visiting the family and the in-laws just uh, cracked me sent a nice bit of um, the last bit of me Peaky Blinder rum uh, oh got just uh, the Christmas tree on in the background settled down to watch Packers Dolphins what a what an occasion and you're right it was a brilliant game first half Definitely the Dolphins had the better of it. We made some massive changes at half-time and uh, the Trumps, really. Our defence stepped up, picked him off three times. Rogers, pretty middle-of-the-road performance for him. Must admit, missed some pretty glaring, glaringly open throws, really. Alan Lazard got open a few times and he missed him. Cobb was open a few times and he missed him. Run game didn't really uh, take off. I think Aaron... Uh, AJ Dillon were our biggest rusher. Yeah. I think he had about 38 yards, something like that. But it, it was just a story of the defence. We constantly kept getting field position. We we're start, always starting drives in there off. Uh, shout out to Kishon Nixon as well, our kick returner. He um one of the opening opening kick kick returns of the of the game, actually. He yeah. took it for 91 yards and didn't score the touchdown, which I thought was uh, a bit harsh on him. It, it doesn't happen us. often, does it? <laughs> no. We started on I think about their eight. Um and yeah, it's uh, no very good performance. Uh, very happy, and we've got two games left: one against the Vikings, one against the Lions, both at home. Now it, it becomes pretty straightforward for us now. So I think a week ago they were saying on Good Morning Football that we had about a five percent chance of making the playoffs. It's now at twenty-seven percent, and we just need to win out. And either one of the following two things: either the, the Commanders lose one of the last two games which I can see it happening, or the Giants lose out. So the Commanders, their last two games are they're playing the Browns and then they've got the Cowboys. So if they literally lose one of them two games and we win out, we're in the playoffs. It's as simple as that now. So the every 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 week that goes by, just results seem to be falling out in our lap. I think we had four losses that needed to happen this weekend and we got we got the lot with oh, Seattle. Mate, yeah. Seattle, New York, um, Washington, and the Jets. Uh, not Jets, um, Detroit. They uh, they all lost this weekend and we won. So, massive weekend for the Packers and uh, it's becoming a little bit more likely now. I don't, yeah, Christmas. I don't understand quite how that works. Is it a case of, because you only mentioned if the Giants lose out or if Washington lose one of the last two games, do us and the Lions not get taken into account of them results? No. No, that's all we need to do. That's all, because it, because there's still two playoff spots left to play. So it's, it's still the the Giants. Obviously, the Giants are one place above the um, the Commanders. So there's still because there's still two places. It doesn't matter essentially what you do. We, we can still occupy one slot. So if, as long as we win out and one of them two things happen, we will be in the playoffs. And the okay. And the worst case scenario, it's either Seahawks or Lions that takes the yeah. other one. Right. Okay, yeah. I get you. Fair, fair. Well, so overall for the wild cards as a combination, we are currently two out of two. 
because uh, Aggie is still to play. Look, so, mate. Sam, well done, mate. In we'll my defence. Well done yourself, mate. In my defence. There's about no this fucking defence, mate, when we specifically nah, look, spoke look, about look, it last look, week. Look, look, look. Right. I picked Texans and you took them first. That's fair. The wheels chose that. But I didn't have a plan B. Oh, sorry. I did have a plan B and it was set up as the Colts. So, when I was reading through that, you guys didn't pick up on it either. <laughs> so it's you allowed I'm not saying it's not my fault. I'm just saying uh, it's not no, entirely you, my it's fault. Our fault. I'm saying it's, it it's your it's guy's your fault pick. as well. You need Surprise to be is not, dro- not, Surprise is not even fucking blame. I wasn't even there, and I'm surprised he's not blaming me. Unbelievable, but, isn't it? I, uh, I I apologise for future episodes to our listeners because after each and every single <laughs> pick that anyone makes, there'll be a 20 second. Um, a gap of silence while we check the kickoff time to make sure it's eligible. So I know it doesn't Makes make good great content, but yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> no, if, if it's what we've got to do, yeah. check, check your kickoff times, you prick. So uh, overall, <laughs> <laughs> overall this weekend, then locks, as we mentioned, as a combination, were six out of seven. Uh, the scorers overall this weekend were four out of six. So pretty good week and a much better than what it has been. And the wild cards, as it stands, is two out of six. So um, individual scores for this week, I got four out of five. So another week at 80%. Mm-hmm. Aggie, four out of five. Much better from you, mate, with one still to play. Uh, Sam, three out of six, which 50%, but better than what it has been. And welcome back, Tom Kemp, one out of three, which I think as a percentage, because you didn't take part in the NFL, is your best performance so far. So last week you got a PB of two out of six, so a PB for highest score. And and this week I think you've got a new PB for highest percentage. Can I just ask a quick question? Well done, mate. Can I just ask a quick question? Of course you can. Would one out of three not be the same percentage as two out of six? Yes. The only way he's up, <laughs> baby. I just want to. I'm just going to go back to uh, Ag's question to me. I was just trying to shed a bit more light on why he wants to know about Seattle and Detroit being leapt by Green Bay. It's because yeah. we actually play Detroit. So if right. we win out, that would seal us obviously beating Detroit. So that that's the reason why. Record. Yeah. Right. So that's the reason why. Well, they've beat us. So our red tread record would be would be tied. But it's because we've beaten Detroit. Obviously, a win in a, a win in our column, loss in their column would put us in rather than them. So that's why. Yeah. Okay. And Seahawks, just because people would rather see A-Rod in playoffs than Seattle. <laughs> Mate, A-Rod bias. Me included. I don't want to go to the playoffs and just get battered by everyone. And the way we're playing at the moment, that's exactly what's going to happen. Just give us a higher pick and let's enjoy the draft. We've already got number three from Russell Wilson anyway, so. Yeah, very true. Very true. I'm fine with that. Let's go and enjoy it. Fair enough. Yep. Mm. Cool. That is all we've got time for this week. Just one last thing. And Skin, it's over to you. Question of the episode. Yeah, look, I've... Um... As I said at the start, I gave a little spoiler that it is aimed at Thomas Kemp. So, Kemp, mate, with explanations, reasons, and details, I would like you to break down your fuck, marry, kill for me, Sam, and Aggie. Kill Adam. Um, <laughs> no hesitation. Please, Sorry. Mate, Take everybody. Think about this Sorry. one. <laughs> that, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs>